Welcome back to another episode of the Crow Pod. Uh, thankfully extended now through the Euro 2024 campaign. Uh, <laughs> off the back of our wonderful campaign this summer. Uh, of course, back again with me, Shane. David Edgar. Hello, David. Hello, everyone. My mind has been blown this morning. Sadly, the only thing. But uh, <laughs> I noticed after, what, God, nearly 40 years, 39 years of listening to both these songs, that uh, the the riff from My Sharona is nicked by Tony Basil on her 1982 Worldwide Smash, Mickey. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just, <laughs> just blowing my mind up. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Todd, uh, Todd Van Allen, how, how does that news sit with you? Well, I feel it feels like the same day that uh, I heard that uh, the uh, beginning of the riff of Whip It by Devo is half of Pretty Woman. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it, I mean, I suppose all art is theft, but you know, as I say, I haven't noticed in 39 years of, of listening to, to that song and, and the other one. And then, of course, it hits you that you've been listening to that song for 39 years. and. Yeah. Uh, like that. What was it? Nineteen nineteen eighty is as close to nineteen thirty nine as we are to yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Bastard on Twitter who pointed that out. Nineteen thirty nine to nineteen eighty is the same as nineteen eighty to now, which is just Mm -hmm. ridiculous. No, it isn't. Right. Right. You keep then immediately cut to yeah. Then immediately cut to someone uh, losing out on the milk crate. uh, challenge, and uh, that's basically how I feel about that statistic. Uh, it's, it's just, it's I, not, you know, I mean, to be fair, Hugh Keevans thinks it is still 1939, and there's no problem <laughs> with racism because you just don't allow the blacks in anywhere, yes. and then you, you, you know, then you. I mean, how, how can you be racist if you don't let the blacks in in the first place? Right? That, exactly. That, that was kind of the gist of his argument. I don't want to put words it, it in his really mouth. Really was. I have a I have a transcript here. Um, believe it or not, and this is this is not. I, I know people are going to wait for me to to make something up. This is literally what was said. Um, he said, well, talking, well, well, "This was on the scoreboard last night, right?" Yeah, Isn't it? yeah, so on said, Monday. He said uh, the host. He said to him, "It's worse than it was sixty years ago." And the host said, "Racism is worse now than it was sixty years ago." He said, "Not racism, not racism, because we didn't." We really didn't practice racism 60 years ago. <laughs> the, the host said, anyone tuning in will be seeing what's going on here. Um, I'm only 31 and there was word used when I was young. I don't really hear now. I'm talking 60 years ago. It was all about sectarianism. And now sectarianism has been added to by racism. And for me, the atmosphere between the hardcore, I'm not talking about Mr. or Mrs. whoever who go to Celtic Park or Ibrox that brought the family up. I'm talking about the hardcore. It's worse now than it was 60 years ago. And the host said, I'm not sure how you're confident enough to make that sort of conclusion. (laughs) On the basis that you weren't born and I was, then I can draw on personal experience of 60 years ago. And in my own uh, personal experience it's worse now and the host correctly said i'm wondering if it's social media makes you think that and he said no just walking the streets makes me think that and the host said so you think that racist language sectarian language is more commonplace now than it was back then he says i'm taking racism out of that because 60 years ago racism was not the problem that it is now uh, he has to be fair since apologized but uh, that must be terrible well, uh, news but, 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 but it was 
it was also one of the, the, the apologies. I'm sorry if I caused you any yeah. offense. Yes, no, exactly. No, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Just cut, you need to cut that in half and mm-hmm. then shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, if you go back to 1961, um, when racism apparently wasn't well, that wasn't bad, wasn't you know, uh, I, I just feel heart sorry for Martin Luther King. You yeah, know, for, died for, for nothing. Died. All of that was a waste. Of t- it's such a ridiculous statement to make. And, and I mean, I just, honestly, it's it's the kind of thing. If somebody recorded you saying that on a supporters bus, you'd be banned from attending football matches. Mm-hmm. It, it, right? It's just <laughs> an utter nonsense. You would hear this a lot, by the way, in the old days of Scotland, where we don't have racism, and it was because we were very much, really, uh, a kind of monolithic culture. You know that there was a lot of white people and there wasn't a lot of immigration but if you ask anybody of Asian or uh, African American extraction or African uh, British extraction then they will tell you that there was plenty of racism. Oh, Casual yeah. racism abounded. Uh, it, it's just uh, how, yeah. how, how, how many black players were on the football pitches back then? Yeah. Well yeah. I remember yes. one who was who was pelted with bananas and that was Mark mm-hmm. Walters. Oh yeah but hold on but that was 30 years ago. That maybe right. racism existed 30 years ago. I'm talking See, about some, 60 Something years happened ago. between 60, 60 and 30. I don't know what <laughs> it was. Something got in the water. That's, this is my favorite hot take uh, is when any white guy starts talking about is there racism. Um, look, just, just look at your skin and figure it out. And, yeah, well, yeah. Hugh Kevins, you, you have a job on which you get to get on the radio and pontificate. Racism mm-hmm. fucking exists, right? Systemic race. Because in another world, you wouldn't be able to do any of this. Yeah. <laughs> well, if the, the world other was thing, fair, you wouldn't have this gig. Here's the other thing about it as well, why it's utterly ridiculous. That in terms of sectarianism is worse than it was 60 years ago. No, it isn't. Okay? Because 60 years ago, you literally did have people excluded from jobs. You mm-hmm. literally did have yeah. people mm-hmm. who would be, you know, who, who would not intermarry with somebody of a different faith you literally had a lot more football violence and it was you know it's just it's an utter nonsense and to me that's just that persecution complex of i want to be persecuted because then it will excuse any bad behavior on my part and it means i can criticize people who my own bigotry makes me hate uh and and take it from there none of this by the way is, is in any way us trying to suggest that what happened on that bus was anything less than utterly, utterly reprehensible and toe covering. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just the idea that that can then be extrapolated into society being worse. It reminds me of when uh, a friend of mine, who's one of these guys who, by the way, who really, really, really wanted to be old up until he was old. You know that way? <laughs> he was forever going on about, oh, you know me, I'm just, I'm so old. I'm like, you're 30. Um, and then... <laughs> and he was forever talking about you know the bygone days and the yesteryear and how things were better in the old days and at one point he said to me you know society was better a, a hundred years ago it was a nicer place to live and I went it was World War One at the time mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think that that was pretty I went yeah yeah but everybody was more together then and I'm like well there was this year kind of general strike in 1925 and here were riots about you know and it's just that bullshit of this time which i have invented contains mm. contains all the things i wish were happening yeah. but aren't happening but none of us can disprove it was the case unless you're going to offer evidence in which case i'm going to ignore it yeah 
Back in the day, I was able to get any job I wanted, and I could say the N-word. Ah, the days. <laughs> the days. Yeah, I, 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 think it is, I think it is important here quickly, just, just to touch on a few key rules of my life we've been over before. Um, one, don't do a racism, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Step one. <laughs> Step two, yep. if you are going to do a racism, don't let your mate film you doing the racism, mm-hmm. right? Step three... If you've done the racism and let your mate film you doing the racism, don't upload it to social media, mm-hmm. right? Um, the one flaw in an otherwise perfect plan to get away <laughs> with the racism was that they then uh, and I've, I, and look, I've heard people say things like, you know, what happens on buses stays on buses, and that's fair enough, you know. That's the, true. A, if a, it stays a private, on the bus, if it doesn't get uploaded by one of the people on the bus mm-hmm. to, because you have deliberately chosen to share. I don't understand it. Well, I, the only explanation I can come up with is that I suppose if you think that that song is okay to sing and is funny, mm-hmm. you probably do think it's okay then to upload it for people yeah. to to have a look at um that's the only explanation i can come up with but one of the one of the arguments i hate the most is uh well we all sang it 10 years ago well firstly yeah. 10 years ago is 10 years ago things change but secondly mm-hmm. no we didn't okay and i know that for <laughs> fact because i didn't sing it a lot of my friends didn't sing it at the time i was the spokesman and it was longer than 10 years ago it was about 13 14 years ago but anyway i was the spokesman for the rst and at the time, sectarianism was, was, as always, a hot topic. And basically, if a Rangers fan farted in a way that resembled the opening to Sloop John B, I'd get a phone <laughs> call from the press saying, what, do you, what, about this, you know, what about this sectarian scandal, right? You, you, can, I, you can do it, but you have to curve the spine an awful lot. Yeah. It's painful. I, and I dreaded the day that somebody phoned me up about the Nakamura song. I dreaded it because it was utterly indefensible. And it, it's why I realised, by the way, that the whole sectarianism thing was a pantomime. Because if, you, you know, if you're at the game listening in for offensive chants and you're picking us up because three guys started the Billy Boys, whereas you were ignoring the same three guys singing the Nakamura song, you don't really care about quality. It, it, that's not why you're doing it. But it was so the idea that everybody said, I fucking hated that song because it's got no redeeming values. One, it is racist. Two, it's not funny. It's not clever. Mm-hmm. It's no, not yeah. clever. It's yeah. not witty, no. even when no. you can have that dark laugh at it, which you know is wrong, but still, we've all done that. This doesn't qualify for that. So if this is the death knell of it, then I suppose some good has come out of it. Mm hmm. Yeah, I, I, uh, oh God, I, I, it's, it's just having to go through this, this fucking media cycle again, and the false equivalence mm-hmm. to what happened to Glenn Kamara was racially abused by a coworker at his job, right? Right. Hey, uh, this is not the same thing, right? Nope. And, and, you know, not whatever. I mean, if Tavernier wants to go over and pat him on the ass and. Make sure the cameras are there to do it. Great. If not, who the fuck cares? It's, it does, it's uh, God, it doesn't matter. Well, it this doesn't... is the thing about that as well. It's it's taking what was a nice gesture, a classy gesture. If you're going to make it an obligation, then surely that loses the mate. If it's now a case of if anything happens at all, somebody has to go over and do it. I agree. It would be nice for time. I was maybe thinking about doing it. But if now the pressure is you have to do this or else. Yeah then surely does that not negate the value of what was well, a nice I, gesture? Yeah. I mean, to, to be fair, then, there should be a line about ooh, the length of every 
player in Scottish football lining up to to, to shake Morello's hand. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it really, I, I really, really, really want to hear from the likes of Keith Jackson and, and Shug, uh, who've made every fucking possible cocaine Columbia stereotype comment mm-hmm. in the book in the mm-hmm. time that he's been there. Well, right. here's another one that Aberdeen fans used to sing to Jean-Claude Darkie, uh, Darkie, right? As mm-hmm. uh, memorably called by Alex McPherson. But, but basically, <laughs> Darshaville will be playing, right? And the Aberdeen fans would sing, you're just a fat Eddie Murphy. Now, he doesn't look rem- remotely like any Eddie Murphy. There's no, no similarity. And by the way, that's, that's already a clump. That, yeah. that song doesn't work. Yeah. Like, right. you just, There's a film. You're you a clump. See how he looks fine. It's just basically... He's black and you're black and they all look the same. That's what that song is, right? Mm-hmm. So that was racist, but of course, you know, because it was at a Rangers player, you didn't hear anything about it. But mm-hmm. just just avoid shit like this. Just sing. You know, if you've got to sing songs about people, then about opposition players, which I've never been mad keen on anyway. You know, I'd rather sing about our guy. It's the same way. Mm-hmm. I, like, I would never sing that uh, Gerard stopped 10 in a row song. No, he didn't. He won yeah. 55. Yeah. And yeah. stand up if you hate Celtic. I, I was never into that. I was much more into stand up if you love Rangers. I just think that there's a, another way to go with this kind of stuff. I will admit to singing uh, a certain song about Lee Griffiths. Mm-hmm. Um but then again, <laughs> he's a convicted racist and uh, yeah. chats online to 15-year-old girls. Mm-hmm. So I feel my moral compass remains somewhat. Right. Somewhat, I love yeah. I, I, I love you going through the checklist is like, uh, you know, uh, stop, uh, stop the 10. No, 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 55. Um, OK, so what about uh, Darsh? No, that's wrong. Hey, what about Lee Griffiths? I give us a tune. Like, I just love that. <laughs> like the finger hovering over the jukebox in your mind. I ah, will give this one a go. There we are. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call him a honky. <laughs> <laughs> it's not your place to do so. That's not our word for us. And why would we reclaim it anyway? Well, I, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that, but, uh, nor would I, you know, sing about his, his ethnicity or his religion. But I think it's perfectly mm-hmm. fair to talk about his behaviour because that's yes. a choice an individual makes. Exactly. Uh, an individual does not make a choice about skin colour mm-hmm. uh, or, or you know, the, the the ethnicity or whatever. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I do think, incidentally, a large part of this, and this is not an excuse, but I'm just showing you, you know, kind of how backward society still is. A large part of that is the whole thing about eating dogs is genuinely ignorance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, he's Japanese. They, they, that's yeah. not a, a cultural thing in their culture. Oh, but people think it is, and it is because you know Richard Herring has this great routine about how he says there are 185 sovereign nations in the world, and that means that there are at least 185 different cultures in the world, and 185. He says, and, and I want to try and learn these and respect these all. He says, whereas a racist to him, there's four. Right. Mm-hmm. Black, white, a nasty word for Asians beginning mm-hmm. with P and mm-hmm. a nasty word for people of um, Far East to us the descent uh, beginning with C. Um, yeah. that rhymes Sometimes with J if you're lucky. Yeah. So yeah. basically he says to, to him, to the racist, there's four. And, and I think that, that play, that's what plays a part in this at the moment. It's just this utter lack of knowledge yeah. of anything. So they hear one thing. You know about yeah. you know, Korean dog fest, which are horrible and a you know mm-hmm. terrible 
you know, you're, you're okay to, to be against that. It's a perfectly reasonable thing to be against. What you're not all right to do is to suggest that anybody who comes from the entire Far East, mm-hmm. which is an enormous place, indulges yeah. in it. The uh, It reminds me of, I don't know if you've ever watched King of the Hill, one of the best shows on the planet. Um, it's when Khan, who's from Laos, moves next door uh, to uh, to um, Hank Hill's. And they're all, you know, they're, these, they're coming over to, to welcome them. And uh, Hank just looks at him and goes, so you Chinese or Japanese? Yeah. <laughs> and Kong goes, we're Laotian. Laos is uh, five million people. It's a landlocked nation. And, he, and there's just a stunned look on Hank's face. He goes, so you Chinese or Japanese? <laughs> I was on a, a, the, the subway in Glasgow um, one time, and there was this little drunk guy who was on. And you know that way that he's looking about trying to catch somebody's eye for a conversation. Mm-hmm. You know the way that he does that. And I'm just going, no, no. It's nope. late at night. No, nope. hardly anybody on the train. Nope, we're not making eye contact. You're not getting any invite whatsoever, drunk, <laughs> drunk Ned, to come <laughs> and talk Ned, to me. Nope. So he kind of looks around, and because where we were near was the, the sort of student um, part of town, uh, a young man gets on who who definitely looked. You know, he, he looked like he uh, came from the Far East. And he sat down and the wee guy went up to him and said, uh, All right, my man, where do you fae? And the, the wee chap, who's English, obviously wasn't particularly great. Sorry, my dogs are going nuts. One second. <laughs> Delivery. I'll just uh, <laughs> take a note. <laughs> Well, see, I I get to leave all this in now. This right. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take that one out. Right, you two, it's fine. Thank you. Right. Uh, the young man who's English obviously wasn't particularly great, was, was just sitting staring at him, you know, friendly, but we couldn't understand. And the guy's like, where are you, Faye? You know, shouting and speaking. <laughs> speaking so, so I think in a, you know, kind of the, the guy goes, oh, oh, Beijing. And the wee guy goes, oh, man, I love that. Godzilla, they funny toilets. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, right? So I'm just cringing and absolutely dying with embarrassment. And I'm like, do I step in? But he's being friendly. You know, he's not right. trying to, you know, he's not no. trying to abuse or accost the guy. So luckily he gets off at the next stop and he turns around and goes, farewell, Mr. Miyagi. And I'm yeah. like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's... There's, but, uh, there's you know, good what nature... Did, Yes, it didn't come from a bad place, no. but you know, and it's trying to explain that to people mm-hmm. that because I'm sure that that wee guy, if you said to him, you know, that was racist, he'd be like, "What? No, it yeah. wasn't." It's just trying yeah. to get that across. It just have mm-hmm. a wee bit of respect. It happened to me in your country, by the way, Todd. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. Oh, you'll apologise for everything else, but not for huh? me being. Right oh no, no. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I, wa- I want. First of all, this is the way it happens. Something happened. Oh, what happened? This happened yeah. to me. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not going to yeah. apologise out of the gate because what if, what if after you tell it, you go, that's ah, not worthy of hey, apology. You deserved it. You've yeah. never yeah. once in your life gone. That's not worthy of apology. You're Canadian. <laughs> But anyway, I'm sorry if it's not worthy of apology. Yeah, David's doing a xenophobia here over the Canadian. Yeah. By the way. <laughs> Do not record my apology lest it leak out over the Internet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I was in Canada and a guy came up to me. And we were chatting away in a bar um, played played pool and, you know, everyone watching watching the soccer that was on. Mm-hmm. And he went, so where in England are you from? Ray, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you ever, by the way, if you ever want to, uh, 
pick up your teeth later. Call a New Zealand or Australian. Same deal. <laughs> it's, yeah. And it's and, and by the way, as a Canadian, I am like, as soon as I do that, it's like, here's twenty dollars. I apologize. That was <laughs> poor on my part. And I hate it when friends of mine do that. Like, uh, here's here's the thing. It's never important, but it obviously is a, is a nice part of conversation, like where you're from, what brings you over, that sort of thing. Hmm. Um, you can just ask. You can ask first. Don't assume because um, accents are tricky. You know, you walk three blocks in London. You got another different fucking set of rules that you're going by. It's like it's so dumb. Um, I, I, I do agree with the, the there is racism and then there's ignorance. Right. Yeah. And I had uh, I had a joke uh, out of my act about my um, about my mom, who uh, at, at that point wasn't, I would have said, racist, um, was m- more ignorant than things. Because uh, one of the years in university, I, I brought all my friends to my small town in Ontario for my birthday and they ran the gamut racially. We had um, you know Asian based uh, Caribbean. We had Chinese. Uh, we had Jewish people. We had uh, like everything. Like, it was like, and mom was over the moon about this. She was like just serving up food and making everyone full and was just crazy. Like, oh, my God, this is great. And I went, oh, my God, like she totally opened the house to so many different cultures, which is weird Super because by the times they had going on. Yeah, honestly, because <laughs> Gananoque had one black family and we had three Chinese families, three Chinese restaurants. That was that was the equation. <laughs> And so I came back to university going, oh, my God, that was just so fun and wonderful. And, uh, you know, she got it. Perfect. And I came back like for the next weekend or the next time I was back, I was having um, the meal with friends of theirs out, you know, because they always went out on Friday. And uh, mom was just beaming about this weekend that they had for my birthday. And my mom is regaling this to the table. And she's like, oh, my gosh, we had so many great people. We had we had so many cultures. We had black people. We had Chinese people. And then she air quoted this one that we had Jewish people. I was like, mom, you don't air quote the Jews. You don't. Air quote. Yeah, there was something about a Holocaust also air quoted. Like, oh my god, this is... <laughs> it's a thing. It's not. Yeah. It's not a so-called. I was. I was raving about that earlier actually, because uh, in in the statement wars that are going on at Club eighteen seventy two at the moment, mm-hmm. which like most, <laughs> which like most, I, I remember the year of the statement wars. Yeah. It was a cold time in our history. Which like yeah, I've just dug in and I'm I'm like the wee guy in the forest that's just waiting for it to be finished, you know. I've I, like most sentient humans, I've just now whenever one of them does something, I'm like, oh for fuck no, I just <laughs> I can't. But they use the phrase so called, right? The so called oh, requisitionals. I hate that phrase so much. It's never ever so called, right? If they're called that, they're called that. Right. Yes. It's just stop using that phrase. It's up there with semicolon misuse for me. <laughs> I, that 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 is a massive problem in British culture. You no, guys don't know how semicolon. to use a semicolon. No, no. we don't. No, oh we don't. my fucking god. We don't know. How, we're not. You know, see for it being you know a language that did kind of start here. Yeah. Then yeah, right. we're not. The, the punctuation part, you guys just don't get. Oh my god. All. Who calls it an inverted comma? Honestly, who? Well, it's not, well, it's better. It's better than calling no, it a P. It's not inverted. It's raised. That's what you know you've what? done. You've not inverted it. 
It's raised. Inverted would mean it's it's going the other way towards the sentence that follows. No. Don't you, don't you come over fucking here and tell me what inverted means, asshole, right? Half of your country <laughs> doesn't even speak English, okay? And you allow it. So, have your country speaks French, which is a stupid language with three words for the. Well, once again, folks, on I'm, I'm going to go back to part two of, of my notes. Don't record your friend doing <laughs> the racism. That was him. And also, part three, don't publish it. <laughs> Why was that being racist? Why was it being racist? I was just pointing it. Are half of his country French? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, not even half. Not even half. <laughs> why did why did he keep trying to become independent? Oh, it's uh it's a long rich history of bitterness. It's um it it comes it rears its ugly head about every 20 30 years. We go, "We should leave." And then we go, "Okay, let's have a vote." And then they realize, "Hey, that means we have to set up our own currency." And uh, then Canada's like Canada's like that um uh that that guy who's in charge of the bill at a group dinner is like okay this is your part and then this is your part and then and then quebec looks at uh, what their bill is and go ooh that much was it i don't remember having that many stories okay <laughs> four embassies do we have to set up mm-hmm. see so. that this sounds remarkably similar yeah, to the country i currently live in <laughs> like i say founded by scots i'm just yeah. saying you know well, it's 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 fairly it's it's fairly accurate i think right. but no like all joke aside we we our punctuation use is terrible there was this <laughs> legend down south who dedicated his life to driving about the country uh for signs that had misused apostrophes right and what he would do is he would pay can, I, can I just say i'm gonna guess popular with the ladies oh yeah he was popular with me right <laughs> he was popular with me but it, and people started to send them pictures of look, oh, you course. know, misused an apostrophe, and he would drive up and he would paint over the whatever colour on the sign, mm-hmm. and the police arrested him, <laughs> charged him Beautiful. with criminal damage. Mm-hmm. I'm like criminal damage, my ass, criminal betterment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh God, there is um. Uh, there's there's a series of of street of of road signs in Italy, and know this: I have spent a good part of my career in the writing field, and in a lot of cases, technical writing. So I have an eye for this. Mm. And there is a road sign in Italy that is just an S, right? Wow. Like it's just it's just a it's just a, a a sign with S, and I think it stands for like like no parking or or something like that, or or, it's, or no, it's it's like SS, and then it's they they have cool. the well, hang yeah. on, it's, <laughs> back up, back up. It's it's a little different. It's a different font. It's a different font, but the font plays into this. Um, Isn't that just Italy's fascism? No, it's I a I can't. Really re- different font. I can't remember what it what it what it stands for. I think it has to do with like a road designation of some sort. And um, every time I, I drive by one of these things, because I have this eye for like, you know, layout and, and punctuation and, and that sort of thing. And by the way, I'm not the best at punctuation. I just can't. It's punctuation for me is like pornography. I know when it's wrong, you know, like it's just like <laughs> uh, that doesn't add up. Um, but I, I, I was we were driving down the stretch of highway once and I just keep seeing these signs and I go, ugh, and I just like what? And I go half these signs are upside down. 
She's like, what are you talking about? And it's like, <laughs> it's because the S should be thin oh, at the yeah, top, the wide at the bottom. And then they, they they have turned it upside down, so now it's wide at the top. And it's very subtle. She's like, look at that one. It's upside down. No, it's not. Look at it. It's wide at the top. should be wide at the bottom. <laughs> and then oh. she looked at me and went, you're a weirdo. And I'm like, you're yeah. married to me, yeah. so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I, I'm pretty, well, so, like, we, we started going through this phase during – Bush administration. Actually, I, I'm not sure this. I don't know if the signs started being installed until Obama was president. But we started transitioning the interstate signs because the, the interstate typeface had remained unchanged since the 1950s. Yes. And there were a lot of problems with it because there were no ligatures to the lowercase letters, or you'd have signs that were in all caps, which are incredibly hard for the eye to distinguish, like at night. From a distance, you can't really see stuff. You know, variation in letter size and scale is important to how we read stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. So they started changing these signs. Mm -hmm. And every person I've dated, if I've gone on a road trip with them, Mm -hmm. has had to spend hours and hours listening to me talk about how much better the new highway sign system is Uh and how... Some states have it implemented. Honey, we're about to enter Tennessee. We actually have some of these signs in the northern mm-hmm. part of the state, but they didn't finish them in I-75 throughout the southern part of the state. Or right. Maryland has their own totally separate sign system altogether. Mm-hmm. This this is what being on a road trip with me is like. Yeah. <laughs> Can I, I, I just want to double back. I, w- I would like to confirm. I just did a quick look up. It was not SS. What it is is the reason I was sitting there going, how come it's the same upside down as the same? It's SOS. It's, ah. the, uh, it's the emergency stop, so they have, like, okay. phones. About every kilometer down the road, where you can call a report a fast. Where you can call, where you can call a report like, "Hi, I'm stuck," and then two days later, a tow truck will show up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like even the example that I see on the image search that I did, the sign's upside down, so <laughs> it's perfect. Um, and this, actually, beside it, there's there's a couple of road signs that I really enjoy. First of all, I love the um, oncoming tunnel sign in Italy so much. I wish I had a T-shirt of it. It just it looks like one of those it looks like something the coyote would paint on the side of a of a cliff to capture the roadrunner <laughs> like it's just it's so perfect um but the um my favorite one and and my wife hates every time I saw this um their their sign for no horns like no honking is a trumpet with a line through it. <laughs> So every time we pass one of these, my wife, my wife will see it in the distance and she just she she braces herself because she knows it's coming. And as we pass by, I say, put that trumpet down. <laughs> I'm going to tell I've told this on another show, but I'm going to tell it on this one just in case anyone missed it, because this is yeah, this is possibly my favorite story that I've ever told on any podcast. Um, years ago, a friend of mine and I'm talking when we were like 18 and uh, he passed his test and he got his first car. Uh, did he go for a sensible, small hatchback, you know, five-door thing? No, no. He went to the... He he went to the... Oh. Todd, you just confused me by sending me the sign while I was talking. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell. I was like, what the hell was that? It sounded like an alien takeover. They need to do something <laughs> And he did something about this, the noises on Skype. Jesus, I was terrified. I was hearing the start. I was hearing Orson Welles there. To describe it. <laughs> Fucking hell, I was shit. Oh, my right. God. Oh, David uh, Edgar, okay. fears, road uh, signs. Uh, <laughs> aliens, I fear aliens. Um, but, yeah, so go back, right? So 
he goes, his, his name was Scott, but his nickname was Teddy because he, he looked, he was a big funny guy. And um, he goes to the local car dealership. There is one in Cowing, bizarrely, there's, there's one in Cowing, still is. And he goes around and he's got his money to spend on his car. And he sees this, now this would be what, 1994. He sees this 1974 Mercedes, you know, the big long thing. Now, this thing is hanging together. I mean, absolutely. You know, chewing gum and hope. By, by, by the this way, this part together. of the show brought to you by Cinch. Um. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> and this thing is just, but, you know, he's like, wow, I'm going to get that, right? So he gets it. And, and it was cool in a kind of ramshackle way, don't get me wrong. But he decides he'll soup it up, as, as boys do with cars, especially mm-hmm. on the first one. So there's the go faster stripes on this big long car, yes. right? Yes. All the, the he puts this stereo system in that's huge, and he decided to change the horn, and he mm-hmm. he bought an air horn. Oh no! But he was too, uh, too too poor. He didn't have the money. I was going to say he was too cheap, but he just couldn't afford it to have it professionally installed. So he decides to do it himself. But unfortunately, the thing with an air horn is it works by you're taking air in that's mm-hmm. why it's an air horn right it's the air that is then taken in and propelled yes. teddy wired it up wrong so instead of of blowing air it sucked at that point so when he would drive by you you, know, you would definitely notice him because he'd drive by you and you'd hear <gasps> and <that was> This air horn that sounded like it was it was having a seizure every time it drove by. So you'd be walking along, you hear <gasps> oh. Oh. I mean it was wrecking he he was hoping for the one that you know like like J.R. Ewing's went do 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 then instead he had this arthritic thing going <gasps> every time it was <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh, I just say, I just say we, we, we got some good news for the weekend. Kevin Clancy is the official for this weekend's nice. match. So the SPFL well, are ensuring that Celtic get a ticket allocation. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. What, when, what, wasn't his last one the 2-1 that we won, but he did everything in his fucking power to try to get like Julie, Julie, Julian should have been sent off for uh, just rugby tackling Morellis when he was clean through, right? Kevin Christie mm-hmm. tried to break Goldson's legs in the box, and somehow Goldson was whistled for the foul. Right. Uh, there was a pulling. There was pulling at a corner when a Rangers player was running for the corner. The there Celtic was, guy just caught two arms I believe, around him. I believe there was there was pulling on Morellis's balls right. at one point. <laughs> I, uh, wasn't that <laughs> Callum McGregor who got right. a big handful of his uh, his package there? And right. the handball goal, of course. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Edward punched the ball in. But, uh, uh, yeah, it was, but that apart, he had a fairly good game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, hey, we can't criticize officials. You know, it puts way no. too much pressure on them. It does. When people like us go out he's, of our way. He's going to be under pressure considering there's going to be, I think, 43,000 at that game, all of which are Rangers supporters mm-hmm. on, on Sunday. So he's going to be under pressure. Have fun, friendo. Yeah, he's, he's he's not going to be in for a a pleasant and relaxed Sunday. I think it's no. fair to say. Yeah. Um, that Sunday I went I went to to Ross, which yes, really? they don't they don't find that funny. 
you know, I, I thought I was hilarious, but somebody else has cracked that joke several thousand times ago. Um, mm-hmm. So they just sort of look at your scans. But yeah, no, we we, we drove up um, five hours in the car. And I just want to, I just want to have a wee slight complaint. But my good friend Martin Ramsey, Hart and Hand Podder, lovely man, right? Love me bits, very intelligent guy, and he he says. Like I, I said to him, do you want to do press with me? He said, yes, I'll drive. It's great. Thank you. Lovely big car. And then one of the younger podders, Ross, the chipmunk, um, he he said... Ross, the chipmunk. He looks like a chipmunk. Okay. He said, uh, and he looks, like Al, he, he looks like Alvin. Okay, he looks like Alvin. Sure. So sure, he, he says in one of the group chats, is anybody going on Sunday? And if so, can I catch a lift? So in a smaller group chat, the management one, Adam, who seems to be his dad, says, uh, you boys want to take Ross on Sunday. And I replied, it's Martin's car, it's his choice, which I thought was pretty definitively no. Yeah, that's called for no. (laughs) That's no, isn't it? Thank you. Thank you. Right, that was... So the next thing, I, I go away for a couple of hours, I come back, it's all arranged. Ross is coming as well. So I just said, for fuck's sake. And he's like, what, you said you didn't mind? And I was like, of course I fucking mind. I'm straight. So to be fair to the, the youngster, he did the right thing. He turned up hungover and didn't say anything for the whole 10-hour trip. Mm-hmm. Yep. He was absolutely fine. That's I've got how no complaints. supposed to do it. No <laughs> complaints yeah. at all about him. But, but it just, you know, people who, you know, Martin, take the hint. Right, if, if it meant yes, I'd have said yes. It reminds me of when Lauren asked to do something, she would come over to me and say, can I do this thing at the weekend? I'd say, it's fine with me, but ask your mum. And when she turned around to face her mum, I'd do that gesture, you know, the cutthroat gesture. Ah. <laughs> no, but I, I'm... No, so I so de- delegation is, is good in your, in, in your family. I want my wee girl to love me. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, okay. it's, it's, why do you always have to be the bad guy? It's like, well, one of us has to be, and it's not going to be me, is it? <laughs> uh, so I, I just thought you, that was a universal hint. You, you know, I was I was thinking here, uh, we could go into the, uh, to stop the uh, dumbass defensive gaffes that, um, you know, beyond rotating our central backs every fucking match. But yeah. we Jared needs to pull out the, the, the FM trick. Uh, you got a big match coming up. You want one of your players on perfect form. Get mm-hmm. the Goldson extension done this week and give him that big morale boost going into yep. the weekend. Yes. <laughs> we'll, yes. We'll be set. I mean, I think we'll be banging. That'll be it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think that, that it was better Sunday, definitely, because they, they seem to have a bit of their verve and their, their spirit back. But, you know, again... Malmo, two attacks, two goals. That game, three attacks, two goals. Yeah, the penalty was a bit unfortunate, but but it came from a save. You know, it wasn't right. you know, just you know, they kept them out. It came from them getting through. So um, I agree with you. I just, I, look, we're old-fashioned, and we don't understand the, the sports science behind it. I don't think any of us would, would claim to, and none of us would claim to know more about football than, than the Rangers management team. But we did grow up when we were told you don't change the back four and the keeper. If you don't need to that that mm-hmm, was always yeah. something that was put forward to us and i get that things have changed but it's it's a hard one for our generation to you know because it, it was like a shibboleth we sort of grew up being told you never change the keeper never change the back four and it still happens to a degree when do you ever see a center half being substituted for poor performance yeah yeah you, you'll yeah. never ever see it yeah yeah 
Mm. Hey, spe- speaking of center halves, uh... <laughs> yes. How about, how about Shane Duffy with back-to-back man of the match performances down south? Oh, that's swell. I fucking love it. <laughs> it was absolutely. I, I saw the first half of that game, and he was really good. And the header that he, he scored with was. Um, but the next time they tried telling us that up here's a farmers league. Um, yeah. I think we, ju- we just need to point at that and say, well, you know, worst player ever to come <laughs> to Scotland suddenly down there. And, um, I want to do a wee shout out actually for one of my favourite footballers in an era where footballers are very mechanised in what they say to the public and, uh, you know, get quiet and understandably so. Mikel Antonio of West Ham, I absolutely love him. The guy is just <laughs> absolutely bright. Not only is he a really good footballer, but he is just such a nice bloke. His interview last night after the game where he pointed at these goal celebration came from Save the Last Dance. It's <laughs> <laughs> just wonderful when he's sitting, you know, just, just a natural, just a very, very good guy. And mm-hmm. more of them, please, because it, although I did like Lukaku when he was asked about his performance. Did you see this? No. Um, uh, the interview after the match, they said, so Romelu, uh, how, how would you describe your first your first performance for Chelsea? He said dominant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't lying. I, I mean, honestly, he he had to look. I mean, for for introduction, that had to be the best possible matchup for him because mm-hmm. Arsenal are a fucking shambles. They just got humped up fucking Brentford. Yeah, their defense is a fucking mess, right? And then you put that fucking mountain of a man back there. Mm-hmm. I, I, the fact that he only scored one. Was, yeah. Well, the, uh, if it had been warm, he would have got three. Yeah, you're right. If oh. that was, if that game was in six weeks, he'd have got three or four. Oh, um, yeah. It was just uh, one thing about the weekend, guys. Uh, again, I'm going to go back to you know when football was better, the nineties, um, <laughs> and there again, was no racism. There, there wasn't no. Um, no. Yeah, as we know. Oh no, there was. Remember, thirty years ago, racism sixty. No. Right. That's right. Yeah. Right. right. Okay. We, we just let's keep the equation. Comes in correct. sixty years spurts. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, whereas ironically, I come in 60 seconds, but so, uh, slightly different. But yeah, I, I grew up watching Rangers always as a target man, didn't they? You know, Derek Hello, Johnson, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. Kevin Drinkle. Uh, and then we got the best one. And he was, I, I would argue, the best in Europe at, at the time. Uh, Mark Haley. Mark Haley. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the old cliche, good feet for a big man, but he was much more than even that. He was terrific on the ball. He was astonishing in the air. He loved a mm-hmm. battle, but equally, he, he was quick and he was intelligent and he could pass. You know, that whole thing. And we're maybe seeing that start to come back a little bit because Lukaku's like that and Antonio's like that. Mm-hmm. And see, when you get a big guy like that who's got pace, power, and skill. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt sorry for the Arsenal defenders because it's virtually impossible to. Drogba right. was probably the last one, wasn't he? Well, yeah. see, but I mean, Drogba uh, could do because, like, Lukaku. Uh, I think we saw this at the Euros too. Like, he'll, like, he can drift out wide right very comfortably, yeah, no and yes. then you've got him matched up against a fullback. Mm-hmm. They're never going to win that. <laughs> the, so, my my in laws they support Inter. And so they have ah. always they've always had a and, and, and them being very Italian, Lukaku doesn't play an Italian game. So they want him to not only run forward, but track back all the way to the 18 yard box of his keeper and ah. make sure that the, he's defending those traps. And he doesn't do that. He's not supposed to do that. That's not the job he was hired to do. And no. I try to explain that to them. 
but uh, no. So I just like, you know what? I'm not. This is not a hill I'm going to die on. I'm not dying on Hill Lukaku. So that's fine. He did so, pretty uh, much single-handedly win them the first league in ten years. Yeah. So yeah. so they're like, uh, all right, he's gone. Lukaku's gone. I went, yeah. Where are you going to get twenty-five goals now? And they're like. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 there's something spectacular about watching these guys who have that ability. The best one, of course, for it was the original Ronaldo. Yeah. That you know, if you got the ball to him on the halfway line and he was able to turn there, forget yeah, it. You, you <laughs> just, forget yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it just it was, didn't matter how many were in the opposition half. It no. was he was going towards goal yeah. at high speed where he would finish because he was so good. But you couldn't, you couldn't stop. I, I honestly don't think a baseball bat would have stopped him half no. the time. And, and these guys have got that bit. But as Shane said, it was Arsenal who are increasingly. <laughs> I, I do like Stan Kroenke's open disdain for the fans because <laughs> Arsenal season tickets are twelve hundred pounds. Yeah, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. And they all pay it, and they all buy the the replica shots, um, which are, which are Puma which is always a sign of, we don't care. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then, you know, they, they, they continually finish further and further down the league. And when Kroenke's asked to address it, does he even bother with the the soft soap approach? Does he even bother with the, well, we need to keep... No, he says, you know, I'm, I'm not in sport to win things. I'm in sport to make money. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, it's pretty open. Fair enough. <laughs> yep. I mean, that's, you know, the thing, like, Winning over here is just I don't know like a, like a side effect because they all just I mean because they all just make piles and piles and piles of cash mm-hmm. right I mean like the the worst major league baseball teams are massively massively profitable without putting a single ass in the seat you know right I mean, yeah. it's just that that's oh, how sport works here it's, it's it's for rich people to get richer and yeah. use I mean literally they're they're, they're Buying a sports team over here is instantly profitable because you can write off all the amortization of the goddamn mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. for fifteen I years. That, Trust me, I like Rogers, Rogers Cable, who is like the uh, tel- like there's yeah. two telecoms, two major telecoms in, in Canada, Rogers and, and Bell, yeah. and Rogers for a long time owned the Blue Jays. Who would have upwards of I don't know twelve people in the stands because they yep. sucked, and we'd be sitting there going, ha ha ha, the Jays lost again. Hey, how come my cable bill's up? Like it's just like you never fuck, saw that. Well, um, well, and the thing, I mean, you, you look at like the the assholes here who bought the the Cubs, you know, the Ricketts family, mm-hmm. right? I mean, right. they're they're investors. They spent what eight hundred million dollars of their own money, of mm-hmm. their own ill-gotten right. money. Uh, the, the, the club's worth about three and a half billion dollars yes. in 11 years. You know, I mean, that's, I, that, that, that's a pretty good ROI. That's, that's what Crocky's looking at. Yeah. There was a line in the, the show billions, um, Damien Lewis and Paul Giamatti show mm-hmm. where I, I thought it was the, the most perfect description I've, I've heard of American sports where he was trying to buy a sports team and he kept being, he kept being rejected. And mm-hmm. the person selling it said, Sports teams in America are like the honor system in England. This is how we show that you've joined the elite. Uh, and I thought, yeah, that that's so true yeah. because it's mm-hmm. so difficult to do. It's so expensive, and you know you've. But yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think that you either get lucky with somebody like Fenway, who while taking a shitload of money out of Liverpool, they do. You know, they make their mm-hmm. money. They they have built success. You know, they have been good. 
Um, the Glazers are sensible enough to realise that they still need to spend money occasionally on players, whereas Kroenke doesn't even bother his ass with that, you know. Although, yeah. you know, <laughs> well, just... and that's well, p- people were talking about their net spend this year. It's like that, that's not a factor of them spending money on players. That's a factor of them having no players that they can sell on. They, they are incredible at buying people and running their contracts down. Oh man, Ozil weighs three hundred and sixty thousand pounds a week. Never yes. getting never play. Um, Obama Yang hasn't kicked his ass since he got his his massive deal either. Um, no. Yeah, it just it, I I wonder if something is baked into the DNA though of certain clubs because you know I you look at clubs like Manchester United, even Liverpool. Liverpool didn't have the finances to compete with. Chelsea or Man City or whatever, but they managed to. You could never see Arsenal doing that. You just oh no, not now. I mean, no, they're that. I, no, <laughs> I was <laughs> gonna say like like you could completely overhaul the coaches have and find a clap and stuff, but even then, no. Like, no like, just, the, there's no happen. platform. To, to here's a here's that. a here's a question. We both we were talking about this uh, in the car actually at the weekend. Brendan Rodgers, mm-hmm. if Arsenal were to go for him as a lot of Arsenal fans want. Arsenal are a bigger club, yes, but are they a better team? And are they likely in the next three to four years do better than Leicester? I genuinely don't know. No. We'll see, and that's the thing. I mean, because I I, I don't think Mikel Arteta knows what the fuck he's doing, right? I just, I don't. (laughs) I don't. But but he was, that's a no succeed. Like, you're always going to fail. It doesn't matter who you are. Even if you went out and got... Clap or some like Guardiola somehow magically appeared at the Emirates. There's mm-hmm. nothing that you can do with that Be, yeah. because no, no, the systems are in place to create a successful football club. I mean, they, yeah, they seem to sign random players as well. Yeah. That's why they don't gel. Whereas you know, you look at Liverpool. Liverpool were right, we need this, and then they got it, and then they were like, yeah. right, now now mm-hmm. we need a centre half who can do this, and they got him. Or oh, we need a goalkeeper who can do this, and they got him. And it was all very careful and built up each summer. Whereas Arsenal, like, oh, he's available, get him. Oh, oh, right? oh 50 million <laughs> white? yeah, yeah, let's, yeah, let's, let's go get it's him. It's just this utter right. It, it, it's kind of like when you see these. These girls who always declare themselves to be kooky or mm-hmm. a word similar, and they've got like mismatched clothes, and you just know instantly, even from like twenty yards, you're a fucking nightmare, aren't you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was like any one of your workmates. We we used to have these contractors come in at uh, at at the um, when I was working at Roy Thompson Hall. They'd be like installing the IT, and as soon as you saw a guy show up in a fedora in the oh. er, in the late nineties and a uh, bit doughy and you just yeah. go oh you're you're you you aren't gonna know what to do with me because uh, i got a i got a weird sense of humor and as soon as i heard weird sense of humor i just knew it was going to be a whole bunch of monty python silly walks quotes yeah. and you know you're surprised that i knew who red dwarf was and mm-hmm. just horrible puns and it's like oh yeah the, weird yep yeah, that's it, the word it, i would use comedy mm. ties that's Oof. always a saying. Yeah. Yeah. Comedy ties. I, there's just no reason or explanation. Or I'm even disappointed when somebody gives me one as a gift, mm-hmm. and, and instantly cut them out of my life. You know, yeah. just, just presume yeah. from there. But don't, the, don't buy the, ties. Don't, don't buy <laughs> comedy ties. There's, there's really no need for it. Um, mm. There's just you know, it, it, you're not going to win a war wearing a comedy tie. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> You, you know, I, 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 I got to give something for, for Crocky here quick. I, I have to give him credit for keeping the ace up his sleeve 
with the uh, with the new uh, Puma, the the third kits that they've released, were like, yeah, you know, you see where they shorten the names of all, like it's Man City instead of Manchester City, or for right, some yeah, reason, right, right. for some reason, it just says Broisia. Yeah. I, you know, okay, but when Kroenke gets the one that just says Arse on it and shoves <laughs> it down the fans' throats because he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he the really calling cards really that. that Speaking speaking of uh of, of tops, you really get a sense of who plays in what leagues and what their stature is by whether you recognize the maker of the top or not. <laughs> because when Alaska showed up last week, I was like, "What the fuck is Soller? Like, is that <laughs> okay? That's new." Never heard of it. Like, as soon as you see like a J on a shirt, it's like, "Oh, we probably got this one. We probably." We we got this. No, you're, you're absolutely right. But those kits, people, if you haven't seen them, look up um, Puma away kit, uh, Puma third kits twenty. Oh, um, what they look like are the t-shirts that are sold uh, at market stalls around the world of ripoffs yeah. of, of the club, where instead of a badge, they've just got the name of oh, the club. Yeah. Did you oh, see, no, did you see no, the guy trying to kiss the badge on the weekend yeah, and couldn't because he couldn't find yeah, it? Yeah, there's <laughs> no he badge. Kiss the badge on the shirt and he's realized there wasn't yeah Ah. but it actually has the name and block print of the club right across it it's again they they broke they broke these out of the euros and i said that because the switzerland had one that they were wearing Mm -hmm. it was like no 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 this is bad this is don't do this yeah 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 they just look horrible, but I mean, clubs must nod through any old shit, eh? They must just, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, look, I mean, look, look, look at, at a thub kit. <laughs> somebody, somebody asked me at the weekend, "Is it growing on you yet?" No, no. Oh. I know we won, and it was great, and we've we've ended the curse, but no, no. Yeah. The no. um, can, can I just say uh, I'm just scanning through these right now. The PSV one reads like the back of a like pulp novel. Because the mm-hmm. <laughs> you've got PSV, which is in a banner, and then there's the Metropolitan Grid Brainport. I know, like it just, oh, fuck, it's a book. Just, <laughs> oh, enough. I, I, Me no likey. Puma make the worst kids anyway. They do. Right? And, now, and now they've done this. Yeah, <laughs> like, and, and honestly, it's at like, this yeah. point, at this point, they, I think for everybody who has a manufacturing count because like everybody sees the Italy kit and they're like, Ooh, that's sharp. But they're like, no, no, no. The, only they get that. Right. You guys get whatever. Yeah. The yeah. 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 Out. <laughs> the, I, I will say this during the euros, the, the away top was kind of stylish. Like it had, like it was very minimal and it just had the badge on it. It was great. Like that. I liked, mm-hmm. but this is just a nightmare. That's this brutal. is just, Shane, yeah. we've got thousands of questions. Oh dear. Here, I'll, I'll, uh, why don't we alternate? Because you got some and I got some. I've got some. Okay. Yeah, sure. Thank you. I have none. <laughs> uh, Mark Boyd you. wants to know. Uh, here, we'll get the we'll get the big one out of the way. Who'll die first now, David or Shane, and have the odds changed? <laughs> yeah, they have. Uh, that's that, I've I've come right up on the inside rail on that one. And yeah, uh, I, mean, I, yeah. I think I hit by a motor again uh, on a bike ride last week. So. I can't have anything. I can't have anything. How can I? Without you. I love that I'm not even on the card. Like, no, I, you're safe. And okay. you're the oldest cunt here. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, that's true. That this is brutal. This is so unfair. Yeah. Oh well. That's a uh, shit luck. Don't um, mean to be smug, boys, but I made myself a smoothie this morning. So. 
Well, I, I had I, a cigarette I, and two cups of coffee. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, I have changed from space radels to walkers baked. Adam. Um, so I think you'll find that. Uh, I think you find I am eating. I had an apple the other day as well. An apple. An apple. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> other phone device products are available. Yeah, basically, <laughs> basically what these things are, right? They're like little red balls that apparently grow on trees, and uh, you you eat them. Who, who knew? Uh, right? Would you rather be nine feet tall or three feet tall? Um, That's from Al. Nine feet That's tall. That's a good one. I, I, mean, I, I don't. I, I'll take nine. I could play basketball. Yeah, I mean that's 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 about. But you're definitely going to die very young. I mean, yeah, that's the joke. Yeah. Either way, <laughs> either, either way, yeah, that's way. true. Because yeah. I I have three feet tall friends that have not made it far. Yeah. So. <laughs> I wouldn't want. Sorry, to I, I thought I, I thought easy. that was going to be a striding joke somehow. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's yeah. Yeah, their gait is definitely bigger. you know more rapid, but yeah, yeah, nine feet in scale. Also, you know, if you're nine feet rather than three feet, you you can't make a living being dwarf tossed. No, that's true. Well, and also I ju- I did just watch in Bruges last night because it popped up on uh, Amazon, and I never really yeah. passed that up. And um, yeah, yeah, uh, all I can th- yeah, I, I I would love to be like. Just have the look that Colin Farrell has in his eye every time he sees that dwarf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone to look at me that way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The uh, In Bruges is such a good movie. My wife and I planned a holiday on it. Mm. Well, it, it is like a fairy tale. I mean, it if is. If you if you've never been, go. It is fantastic. Brilliant movie. Just, so, great movie. Great city. Love it. Uh, see, Fred here wants to know after the brilliant Field of Dreams game here with mm-hmm. uh, Major League Baseball. Yep. Which two teams in any sport would you like to see play each other somewhere different from normal, and what would that setting be? Mm. See, I, I I was thinking like Celtic and Slavia in like the Marianas Trench. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's I, I would like that. That's pretty good. I'd like see, to see Celtic play an Australian rules football team. With Australian rules, <laughs> football rules. Mm-hmm. They could play at the Marvel. I would put them up against the Western Bulldogs. You'll love the I, color. I've been at the Marvel. Yeah, it's I, good, I, eh? Yeah, when I was, uh, when I was in Australia for Orsa in 2019, they took me to uh, the Mark, which I couldn't believe was called the Marvel Stadium, but it is, and it's got all like superheroes on the walls pointing you to the mm-hmm. toilet and stuff yeah. um, to see Mer- the Melbourne Derby, and it's, mm-hmm. it's an amazing stadium. So, yeah, put them in there at the height of summer and say, yeah. take, take on an Australian rules football team. You can just mm-hmm. imagine, fucking sleeves. And yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. you're ripping them off them. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, it would be fantastic. The the dogs have hit a rough pot, rough patch right now, but I'm okay with them still. Uh, <laughs> what would I want? See, we already kind of do it because we have the outdoor games in the NHL. Like we we actually play them outdoors. Um, yeah. But that which said, work about half the time. So, so while while we're on a let's put Celtic in over their heads tip. Um, <laughs> I will I will put them in an outdoor game in Edmonton uh, in February yep. against the uh, not against the Oilers. I'm gonna actually I'm gonna bring in I was the Bruins. Say the Oilers would definitely collapse. Yeah, so <laughs> I would I would it, it's it's an exhibition game. Celtic against uh, the Bruins. 
Mm-hmm. Um, or if I could bring them back the 1976 Flyers. Yes. That's who I would do. Now that's my shit right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Last, last scene uh, at the at Homer Simpson's trial with the devils, of course. Yeah. Um, here's, here's quite a good one. If there was ever a movie made about your lives, which song Uh-oh. would you choose for the opening title sequence and which song would you choose to be on the end credits? Now, I like this because I actually do compile a playlist of songs for the movie of my life because it will get made at one point. Don't ask me how it just will. Right. Um, shit like this when I decide it's going to happen happens. So for the opening song, mm-hmm. I'd have rich and strange by cud, uh, as, okay. as my opening song. And for the end song, I think I would have, we want fun by Andrew WK. Mm-hmm. I, I I mean the the opener for me I can't as we know I can't change it because people just bitch so yeah. it obviously just have to remain young Americans. Yep. Um, <laughs> I'd probably change the outro to uh, "Lawyers, Drugs, and Money." <laughs> good shout. It's a damn good shout. I think you should change the end to another Warren Zevon song. My shit's fucked up. um opening credits would be con by new fast automatic daffodils oh good closing credits gates of steel devo yeah it would have to be a devo one wouldn't it have to be a devo gotta gotta go out on 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 the big d yeah you gotta go out on that one but now what it what is even would be he's got so many uh, potential songs Yeah, yeah, my 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 current funeral song is uh, "I Was in the House When the House Burned Down" by Warren Zevon, which is just as titles go, is just and the song itself is brilliant. But uh, but yeah, yeah. So there you go. A good wee playlist there. If you take all the songs we just mentioned, folks, and stick them in a playlist, that's a pretty good one. That's a good one. Yeah, I I remember like back when I did the show in the old times and before Spotify got huge, like I tried to make playlists of all the music because we Mm -hmm. like I had musical interludes all the time because we had segments and the show was nine hours long. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was back before Spotify actually worked, Mm -hmm. worked the shit. So I always I was like, well, this is an utter waste of my fucking time. (laughs) Between um, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, I shazammed myself a pretty good playlist. Yeah. from a lot of stuff because he he did some really really nice like there's some like really good kind of like uh mexican latinx music there's like 1970s funk uh white funk but still good it's like it just oh, no, no. weird 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 stuff yeah. yeah white funk but still white good funk. still good still good uh jordan spears wants to know the weirdest player you loved at uh rangers he says for him it was uh david healy uh, he was buzzing for weeks after he signed. I'm sorry, buddy. Right. Man. Uh, <laughs> Dan Egan, uh, for me. I I thought he was a guy, He's got trouble. Yeah, well, that, trouble. that was the thing. I, I thought at the time he was a brilliant signing. And, and, and as I mentioned before, he was so good. He didn't even have to play to inspire us to to win a treble in the six months mm-hmm. he was here. So um, had, l- let's look at the evidence. Dan Egan is here for six months. Rangers win a treble in that period. Dan mm-hmm. Egan leaves that summer. Rangers are a fucking disaster the following yeah. year. That's so, true. Yeah. Science? Um, didn't know it would happen when we signed him, but I always kind of liked him. Reno Gattuso. Yeah, he was... Yeah. I remember I remember the first home game that season was the, the annual Champions League 
game against the Diddy team, you know, before mm-hmm. you got like Parma or whoever in the qualifier, and the crowd chanting "Bring on Gattuso." So there was like a love affair yeah. right from the start with him. The the uh, thing I loved about him is that you know his his name kind of looked like Rhino, and he ran like the Rhino from the Spider Man cartoons. He really did. And I just like I just wanted to see him just once come on in a gray suit with a horn on his forehead and just see what he would do. You know, I, I thought he looked nice. like Ram Man from He Man. Yeah. Nope, just this makes... little square, boxy character that would... Uh, here's an interesting one that I think we can answer quite quickly from um, Titino. He says... How yeah, long I didn't, I didn't you want to get... talk about my player. It's all right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd said your player. Oh. oh. You said a player. No, I didn't. Oh, no, you said his player. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. What's, what's your Shane? Actually, I, I was just going to go with Demarcus Beasley. Because yes, no question. He fell victim, no he fell right. victim to the uh, to the waltitude of you're just going to play wherever the fuck I'm going to put you. Yeah, so yeah, think, yeah. I think he was unlucky with injuries as well because there was a couple of yeah, spells where he was, you got the impression he was just about to to go supernova mm-hmm. and he got injured and it was just yeah. a bastard of a time for that to happen because he was in there was this amazing run we had where he was brilliant and people will remember the goal against Dundee United. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we were smashing teams, and he was playing brilliantly. And then he got injured, and you know, Walter yeah. went back to to you know, Walton Atchie, and we still were winning, mm-hmm. thankfully. But well, it, 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 it just yeah. just to point out too for for Hugh Keevans, in case you're listening, uh, mm-hmm. if he doesn't, you know, people might not forget this because racism. I, I'm not. Maybe it took a break around the mid 2000s. I'm not sure. sure. But yeah. what, what the hell was that Montenegrin club that we played? And Beasley and Darshville were, were were racially abused like the whole it, ninety minutes. Was it right. Zeta or something? Yeah, that was yeah, 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 yeah. And UEFA, you remember back then? Because this was the first time UEFA they were going to crack down on racism mm-hmm. and fans weren't going to be allowed to do this and they weren't going to fucking tolerate it. And here we are, fourteen years later. So, yep. yep. Now, it, it, the, I believe the official uh, UEFA statement then read: Now, now. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna see your Debezi, and I, I, I have, down I have with to, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, I have to throw this one in as as, as well. Uh, Adu, um, it was nice to see him play for both, uh, you know, Rangers and TFC, oh, sure, yeah. and it was it was beautiful because I had a I had the away red Rangers top at that time with Adu on the back, so I could wear it I could wear yeah. it to uh, TFC games, which would really wind up all of the Celtic fans that were there. This is what I can't stand about them. Is like you go to you go to a game you wear the you wear the team colors and if you don't have a shirt you wear the team colors at the very least right no no not one game have I ever been to that you don't see green and white hoops at a no. TFC game no, and I'm no, just like just fucking fuck get them. it right so like as soon as they go hey nice job ah, you son of a f-. Mm, yeah hey, mate a lot of them kind of go to McDonald's with it wearing a, a green no. and white hoop top or green and grey <laughs> by the time mm-hmm. it's, uh, that we see it right here is the quick question from Titino yes. yes. he says how long does it take you guys to prepare for each crow pod <laughs> Ooh, mercy <laughs> Um. Uh, let's see. I, I usually send out the tweet mm-hmm. asking for questions about mm-hmm. twenty-four to thirty-six hours in advance, mm-hmm. and then I go well, back to sleep. I <laughs> well, I generally sit in the lotus position, mm-hmm. meditating to achieve the perfect level of zen for mm-hmm. up to eight hours before each crow pod. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, sit, 
I, I do sit for eight hours before each crow pod, but for different reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, usually for me, it's about three minutes before record time where I'm running with an open laptop down to the studio going, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. We don't prepare or discuss. It's literally just, it's like freeform jazz, except people like it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, your turn. I, I I don't really have any more. Go- I mean, one of them involves me shooting someone, which I don't really. Well, let's have that one. Today. What's this? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Got, okay. Well, I've got a couple. Yeah, you, 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 uh, got, you got more than I did. That's yeah. Which Which yeah. question does Does David have that has a a, a smaller body count? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that, this one's a fairly, a fairly uh, that I like this one. I think you two will as well. From Callum, he says Lee Marvin's best work was it as a heel or a baby face, or maybe was he one of the first tweeners? <laughs> Paint the wagon. That's 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 my. Uh, yeah. Lee Marvin is bastard. I think is hard to beat. No, that's, that, Dirty that's dozen. All. Lee Marvin yeah. is just the coolest fucking thing you'll ever yeah. see. He's just mm-hmm. so so great in it. But um, uh, we mentioned it last week. Delta Force, where him and George Kennedy buck the trend of that entire movie by being the only two who could actually fucking act. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one. But no, yeah, I, I would take any Lee Marvin, good, but you know, angry Lee Marvin or or hero Lee Marvin. But for me, finest what Dirty Dozen. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying. Well, mm-hmm. what the man who shot Liberty Vance? Oh. Um, trying to think. Point Blank is a badass. Yeah, I mean, it, it, just anything. He's a. Well, what, what, what's Homer's line? And when when they rent when the, when they rent to uh, paint your wagon when he, oh, he, he shows he up. Comes- here comes Lee Marvin. He's always violent and drunk. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of paint you got for that? <laughs> going up in a wagon. Going up in a paint. Gonna use all this paint because the wood is fine. If you don't think that the three of us danced when we did that, there, then I don't know what to tell you. Because as soon as it going up in your wagon, your arms just start going. God. Yeah. See, that's the thing. I mean, not only is he in Paint Your Wagon, but he was in Capaloo, too, which is just, oh. Yeah. He, he, he was, I'm sure he, he signed up to to stuff and then woke up the next morning with a bastard. Hung over the Oh, oh yeah. Oh, fuck. He wakes up in a chair beside Rip Torn. What did we sign up to? I have no idea. No fucking idea, but we're going to have to do it, aren't we? I'm afraid so. Yeah. You know, I've got us by the balls on this one. Rip, I hate to tell you, you're in a rabbit suit. Ah, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Uh, yeah, proper, proper actor there. Um, Old Rangers pick said, if you could have pa- captured the pick of any moment in our history, what would it have been? So uh, we're like Willie Vest. Is that what's going on? Like we're there with the camera and the we're little. There with the camera. We're, we're the camera and the best. Yep, you're there and you're. I actually saw a photographer uh, at a Rangers game. What was the last home game? Uh, Al- Alice Kip. Yeah. And he had on uh, one of those, you know, kind of, I would call it a gilet, but it's really not. It's more just like a kind of, uh, a waistcoat that's got loads of pockets for the mechanic equipment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Photographer's vest, yeah. And yeah. on the back of it was the Coca-Cola cup. And I thought, <sighs> that that thing must be at least 25 years old. Right. Yeah, I, yeah, uh, yeah. That, that thing know. almost predates racism. Yes, it does. <laughs> 
Um, Stevie from Four Lights said, if you were stuck in an airport and had forgot to get a present for your other half, duty free is the only option. What's your go-to rescue gift? And is a Toblerone simply compulsory? <laughs> Um, um yeah because well cinema doesn't travel and I'm, I'm i'm gonna eat it before i leave the airport so mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. sally's uh, any... off to buy for because she she designs jewelry so there's no point mm-hmm. buying her jewelry right she she's got her own taste in that mm-hmm. perfume i've no fucking idea what brands I, I think she's got no. so that would be out the window i think i would i would go for something like an electronic thing because she's gadget daft so mm-hmm. at these shops now you've got uh, places we can go and buy, like you know, a, a, a speaker that works when you're having a shit and all that kind of thing. Right? So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, see, it's 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 pretty easy. I've got a good I've got a good line on it. So it's either necklace or earrings. That's the top one. I can usually find something that that matches. They don't have that. Uh, wine gums and the biggest industrial sized bottle of Bailey's that they got. Oh, that's a good shirt. <laughs> like, yeah. It should come out on wheels, and I'm safe. That's that's a good shirt. Um, the Toblerone is is obligatory though, isn't it? The, the silly big Toblerone. Yeah, the cartoonishly large. Yeah. yeah, you can't you can't walk past a Toblerone yeah. that size. And yeah. not, like, I honestly, I also thing. honestly thought it was an endy bed, but no, it's a Toblerone. It's, <laughs> My thing, my thing since I stopped drinking and duty free is always cigars. Oh, so my wife uh, totally nailed it once. The So she was away on business in, in India and um, uh, so several time zones away and our dog got violently sick, like oh. in the hospital for four days sick. Like she and I are both in tears over the phone and we just don't know what to do. So um, the... Uh, the, the, we 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 got the dog back. He was fine. She was uh he got home about three days before she was able to arrive, and uh, the regimen of medication that he was on required me getting up in the morning and doing math because I'm like, okay, this one needs to go every four hours. This one needs to go every three hours. And he was on this food. It was they, they had him on soft food because his stomach was was just so destroyed by this this illness. Um, that I can only describe as it would put you off uh, beef stew forever, and uh, he, would, <laughs> he, he he would eat, he would eat it and he would never eat water, but he'd piss like a racehorse. I'm like, why is this happening? <laughs> and I look at the ingredients. Number one, 75 percent water. I'm like, I see. Okay. <laughs> so because of like all of this, and like he was having a horrible time. Like he was he was pooping blood, and it was just like it was barfing and horrible. So my wife shows up and doesn't she say, oh, Ernie got you a little gift for taking care of him. And it was like an, it was the duty free size of Johnny Walker blue. Nice. <laughs> I was like, oh, Ernie knows what daddy likes. <laughs> uh, that man's best friend. You know, yeah. it's not just a it's not just a cliche. But uh, no, I, I, I do enjoy a week in a uh, trek around duty free at the airport but they, they do a thing now where you if you buy duty free they take it off you before you get in the plane and then hand yes. you it back at the end yeah. which uh i'm a bit concerned because i know if it was me if i was the air crew I, I would be interfering with it you know yeah. i just absolutely like your bottle of stolly will contain an extra an extra ingredient there was a tweet from some bitch Excuse, whatever some 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 horrid bitch that's on Twitter.com last week. That, that's it, a sexism. Well, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Don't record right. it. Don't record <laughs> this. Yourself doing no, well, who, 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 who said, who said, uh, um, um, she, she was, what was it? I, I don't understand what the people are doing at the airport bar before 10 a.m. It's like, I, I don't understand what people are doing in the airport, not at the bar at any fucking time. Right. I don't get it. How the fuck do you like if you're stuck in an airport and not at the bar? I find that very strange. I, I, and I don't care what, because the airport, like the time doesn't matter. It doesn't like if you're there at four in the morning, it's the same as being there at four in the afternoon. Time it just ceases to exist. Because you're stuck in that hellscape. You can be at the bar any time of the day at the airport. And I suggest it because you're about to climb into a metal tube that flies 35,000 feet in the air with, with uh, no, airplanes suck. Airplanes are horrible. I hate getting on them. I want to be as drunk as I possibly can before I get on there so I can sleep the whole goddamn time. Yeah, that's it. Basically, yeah. if you want to, a lot of people uh, do it to stay on theirs. And of course, a lot of Scottish people do it because it's obligatory. There's a bylaw yeah. here. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had I had to apply to a special permit um, once I stopped drinking, so that I was excused. <laughs> uh, 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 um, I, I, instead, I'm allowed to go in and have a coffee in one of the one of the mm-hmm. coffee shops. Well, but well, yeah, yeah. Either, like I mean, just have you ever had a layover at DFW? I mean, it's a fuck. What else are you going to do? It's awful. Yeah. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did see coming back from my honeymoon, uh, the first one. Um, in Canada, funnily enough, in Toronto mm-hmm. and Montreal, uh, get on the plane and we'd done just exactly what Shane said. It was an evening flight. It was an op- by the time you know we got back to to UK, it would be it would be morning. So um, plan is we'll have a few drinks in the bar beforehand, get on the plane and sleep. Right, so we get on the plane. Um, unfortunately, Lisa falls asleep and the cabin crew. Up, you know, just chatting away and notice the kind of shiny ring on my finger and say, oh, is that recent? And I was like, yeah, yeah, we'll just come back to honeymoon. Oh, great. Everybody on that fucking flight starts buying me drink, right? <laughs> and she's asleep she's and I, I'm having a whale of a fucking time, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, honestly, like, drinks are piling up on the wee table in front of me and I'm right. trying to, and I had to move from, from I was getting beer, I, I had to move on to shots just so I could... So she wakes up, turns around, expecting, you know, me clean. And I am fucking dancing. And it's like, <laughs> and it's like 7 a.m. UK time. And I'm like, right, I need to find a pub. She's like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, no. And it, it was kind of at that point, I think she realized, as I had, this ain't going to work. We made a horrible mistake. Yeah, we, I, we, I, we both knew it. I had a three-hour layover in Singapore. Uh, and the internationals and um it wasn't enough like it like three hours just sucks because by the time you get out of the airport to do anything and it was like 11 o'clock at night so there's nothing to do so i'm trapped in the singapore airport but they have three pubs in it so i'm like "Mm, looks like a pub crawl and so it is like a city so you've got in the center of these kind of stretch out across this thing three different pubs and then all the stores fifa has a store um where I uh, I bought a hat and uh, have since lost it, but the the shirt I wish I bought was one from the Scotland FA, where it said uh, we were lucky to get nil. It was mm. beautiful. Um, they also had a Sony store in case you forgot to bring your PlayStation, you ah. could buy a backup. Like it's yeah, just, yeah, no, nothing for me I could afford. Who goes to the airport and thinks I know I'll buy a new laptop? Right. I, I, I've always thought that it's been a reasonably big purchase. Okay. Um, this but, this is one I never got. 
who goes to the airport and buys suitcases? Who yes. <laughs> left their house with armsfuls of clothing going, oh, shit. Well, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll have one there. Don't fuck it, honey. Get the cab. They'll have suitcases at the fucking airport. God yeah, exactly. It. It's the equivalent, I think, of uh, opening up a travel agent once you get through security. It's like, no. no, right? A decision has been taken on that. Yes. But, yeah, the, the, the amount of, sort of crap that, they, that you can buy at an airport, and as a... I think a seasoned consumer of crap. Mm-hmm. It's it can be a nightmare for Sally and I, and the amount of shit that we have got from airports over the year. Mm-hmm. Um, if you ever need, like, we could we could make a bed and travel pillows. <laughs> never, <laughs> never think to take one. Never right. think to take one of the existing ones. Also, if anybody needs a, a US to UK or a European to UK plug adapter, mm-hmm. I'm your fucking man. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. Here's a, a a question: Have you ever used a travel travel pillow? Like, do they work? I just no, look at them work. and I go, no. no. no okay. No. The idea, and I've tried them. Um, I, maybe a placebo effect. I don't know. You're sitting, as Shane says, on a kind of stuffy tube, and you are sitting because they don't let you get up and walk about. You're sitting. Mm-hmm. For what eight ten hours? You can't sexually harass a flight attendant. You can you can (laughs) vape in the toilets. Um, Yes, that's how I survived my trip to uh, Australia. Is that Mm -hmm. you can get up and vape in the toilets, but obviously, yeah, you you can't smoke. Um, We had we had a woman one time in the plane, and she was sitting, and I swear to God, her arm right was just fucking festooned with patches. <laughs> uh, and it was like all the way down. You remember the old football strips with the Umbro logo that ran all the way yeah. down the side? Yeah, it was like that, but it just was knickerbocker patches. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh my god, just, just you know, but but you can vape because it's just it's just vapor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did I ever tell you I got I got on the um? So before there was the take your shoe off policy for like everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I was on I was on the list, <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, I was flying from Knoxville to Chicago. Yeah, because this was at Tyson McGee. One, I love Tyson McGee Airport, by the way, because it's okay. it's small and everything's right there. Parking's easy. There was a bar right next to the. You know, I mean, like everything was there. So I'm running a little bit late, coming home for a holiday, and. Uh, you know, they send me through up at the front. Like, you, you just carry on everything. They'll take care of it up there. I'm like, cool, thank you, blah, blah, blah. So I get up there, and I'm waiting in line, waiting in line. I've got, like, 15 minutes to get to my gate, you know. So I'm I'm kind of – I'm on edge. Finally get up security. You can't come through here with a bag that big. I said, well, you know, like, what are you talking about? They told me to bring it. Well, you can't come through here with a bag that big. I was like, the, what, 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 you know, I'm in what-the-fuck mode. Like, I go right. from zero yeah, yeah, to yeah. what-the-fuck, which you can't <laughs> do with a TSA agent. They are always well, right. You can. You are always wrong. Yeah. You are always wrong. So after arguing with them, I run back down. I check my bag, which could have done in the first place, obviously. So now I'm pissed off at this motherfucker who already put me into this shit. It's not my fault for getting to the airport late. It's this son of a bitch who made me go up there. Now I get back in line. I wait in line. Finally get through security. Fucking, I can they've already got the door to my gate closed. So I'm fucked. And I walk over and I kick like one of these little yellow stanchion, like wet floor, don't slip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just kick that. Like, leave so this hot. motherfucking thing straight into the goddamn air. 
And within <laughs> five seconds, there's a guy with a badge. Sir, can you come with me? <laughs> yeah, damn it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I, I spent, before the guy, uh, before everybody had to take their shoes off and go through the advanced screening, I did, uh, five, hey, years uh, on, I did five years on the list mm. of, um, uh, yeah, it was unpleasant every single time I flew. Right. Uh, which must have been which must have been confusing at the time for the other TSA agents, you know, when they're looking, it's like, oh, sh- you know, Shane's coming up on the screen. He's not brown. Why is yeah, he? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah That's well, weird. Yeah, 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 like, the like, only... Everybody else on your flight is looking at you like, why are they pulling that guy? <laughs> right. Yeah, that, you're the only white person I've ever held. Is... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like all the other white people are are in in line watching you getting Cardi away, going, I think he's Branch Davidian. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like that. Uh, he looks like that guy that was in charge of the Moonies. <laughs> oh uh, fuck! All right, we're we're there. We're, we're yeah, we're there. We've done it. That's it. Uh, of course. As you guys found out last week, and you haven't figured it out already. All you got to do is search up CurlPod. You can literally type in CurlPod in like Google Podcasts or whatever you use. I don't think Apple's working still yet. But if that's the case, if you're an Apple podcast person, if you go to anchor.fm backslash CurlPod, you can just get the RSS feed from there and update as many, many people have done already. Uh, Because the show comes out a day earlier if you have our feed versus waiting for David's. So there Mm -hmm. you go. Um, Todd, you can find on Twitter at HeyIt'sTVA. Check out all of his stuff at HeyIt'sTVA.com. Thank you, Todd. Pleasure as always. Always a good time. And, of course, David, you can find on everything heart and hand, at least for now until he ends up in the hospital within the next <laughs> half hour. Gonna paint a wagon. I'm going to paint a wagon. Oh, man. And we'll see you all after the, the biggest week of our season again. Yep. Yep. Yeah. God. Just get two wins. Two wins. Get this two fucking wins. week over. But yep. We'll be back next Tuesday. Talk to you then. Bye. Some people call me the space cowboy. 